How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Beyond Every Toyal. This is one of your hosts, Eduardo Pineda. And we're joined today by none other than the ninja himself, Josh Cha. Hey, how's it going, guys? So he is the creator of the Ninja Exchange. If you guys haven't heard of the Ninja Exchange, it's this new collectibles expo up in uh, Carlsbad. We'll get to that story and how it all got created. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you grew up and uh, collecting. If you even collected, did you just start reselling what it was? How it, how did all that happen? Oh, okay. Where um, were you born and raised too as well? So, um, okay, that's a good starting point. Um, so I was born in Korea. Um, so Raised too or no? No. So in when I was about like one, almost two years old, um, me and my dad, uh, uh, after his divorce, uh, um, we went to Paraguay, which is South America, if you guys are familiar with where that is. Um, I lived there for remember? about... Do you remember? Yeah, I remember there? a lot of it, actually. Um, yeah, it's a pretty... Uh, um, I don't know how it is now, but when I was growing up, it was a pretty poor country. I think it's pretty much the same. Yeah, right? probably, yeah, yeah. right? It's a landlocked country. There's no ports by it or whatever. Any country like that has issues. Um, lived there for about seven years. Uh, no... Until I was seven. I came okay. to the States when I was seven. Um, Legally or illegally? Uh, illegally, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, Have you guys had to make your way up over here to the Mexico and stuff? Or? Well, I think for... Uh, um, we had... we had. I think the way it worked was like there was like a driver's visa or something. Yeah. And it was easier okay, back okay, then okay, or whatever. Okay. And then uh, you just don't leave. You know yeah, what I mean? okay. So you guys came <laughs> yeah. legally and then just stayed and then... I assume through the process that yeah not everything but yeah. skipping through all that mm-hmm. so you got to the United States when you were seven yeah and then um uh, so my dad my dad was working like odd jobs here and there the cool part about it is his location this Carlsbad location it used to be a Sears um so you so you grew up and lived in this on this area yeah when when we first got over okay, here to nice. the states uh, I lived in Vista what's crazy is uh. uh I now own a home in around the same neighborhood when we first got here. Okay. So we lived in a one bedroom with my aunt, my uncle, um, my dad, my grandma, and me. And then uh, at nights, uh, they would actually clean and like clean the floors of like uh, certain department stores. What's crazy is I didn't find out till like my dad actually came over here and visited this place that uh, this was one of the stores he used to clean at night. Oh. Which is a weird trip, weird coincidence well, it's that crazy I ended up. Yeah, it's like going full circle, yeah right? exactly. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Um, it was just the weirdest coincidence. I ended up living at the same place I started when I got here, and I actually like um, worked at the same place my dad used to work. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's That's a weird crazy. coincidence. Crazy. Yeah. So, so going back just a little bit, just mm-hmm. so we can make the full circle. Again. Yeah. So. Did you start collecting? Did you start? What did you start? How did you get involved with collectibles or like with uh, toys and all that stuff? Okay, so the reason why that probably came to be is uh, I know how everyone probably has a similar story. Well, I, I don't know, but yeah. So me, me and my dad, we weren't very well off. Um. So like it, it was like this location, like a Kmart or whatever, and then uh, what happens is like whenever they throw stuff away. Um, basically, like, uh, they would throw it in the trash, 
And then um, my, my dad used to bring me home. So my first boy I ever got was a Raphael with all the weapons stolen out of it. Like, uh, you know, um, yeah. my playmate's Raphael. Yeah. And he brought it home. And um, so I had a Raphael with his size and all these extra stuff stolen yeah. out of it. And then uh, it was it was just in the dumpster. And then... Uh, but the figure was complete. The, fi- the figure, yeah. yeah. The figure, like, you know, I it think, wasn't broken. I think for or, the most part, when we were little, we didn't really care about the accessories. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it would be cool to have them, but just having the action figure. Yeah, yeah. And that was my first action figure. And then I think my second one was like a foot soldier, same thing. Someone yeah. had stolen all yeah, the weapons yeah. or whatever. My dad used to clean um, the stores at the department stores, like this and like a Kmart that was nearby. They so used he to... was just checking stuff just in case. Yeah, was thrown out yeah, there. it was like still good. Yeah, and I think around Vista, uh, I would dump them off, and then like uh, for some reason around the apartments, they wouldn't take. This was back then when uh, when. Uh, Every cereal came with a toy. Yeah, but then, like in uh, the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, but then adults didn't really care about the toys. Yeah, yeah, so I was so like, I would like come up on these little figures and stuff like that, and then um, and that was my childhood growing up. And um, as we moved to like Mira Mesa, you you met like I met like other kids who had like full on toys, and then like um, and and then I don't know, they used to like treat them messed up, like just oh, yeah. bash them around. And I was like, man. How you treat toys, but all right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wouldn't want to take my toys and play with them because they yeah. would just like ruin the paint or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, growing up, like I never had like nice shoes or anything yeah. like that. And then, um, kids were wearing Jordans during middle school and stuff. And then I was just always wearing like you know like discount shoes from like yeah. Big Five or yeah. stuff like that. But like, um, as I grew up, like uh, I got my first job at like fifteen or sixteen working at Stater Brothers. This is back then before like they used to have like uh, cart machines. Like back then, like you 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 were pushing like twenty carts by yeah. hand, you know, yeah. as a kid. And uh, and what's what's crazy is like I remember like all the stuff I couldn't have as a kid, yeah. and I would see him again. And then, like, you know, and these, like, comic shops, these retro stores. And this and, was when you were 15 when you got yeah, your job? Yeah, I was 15, okay. like, in my late teens so or you whatever. you started making some money and you were like, oh, yeah. right, let me see what I can get yeah, that, I used, exactly. that, I, that I used to want but I couldn't get. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, um, I would want to open them, but a lot of times it's like, well, it's not packaged. And yeah. It's like I'm kind of too old to play with them. Um, nowadays, I'm, nowadays I open I open a lot of stuff and do displays and yeah. stuff, but... Uh, at the time, I just ended up, like, every paycheck I got, I, I would buy, like, a figure or two that I wanted or something, which was which was pretty costly because new figures would come out. Yeah. And I would buy, buy those as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you know, and just to, like, not miss out, yeah. you know. Um, I, I, I think it's similar to now, you know. Even though it, the prices have gone up, I mean, I'm pretty sure at that time what they cost was still a little bit of of your, oh of yeah your yeah so. definitely and then because you started noticing that trend in like the early 2000s or whatever that if you didn't buy it like when it came out um you were gonna pay for it later yeah. you know and um i think the collectible market's like really blown up in the past few years um it was really big in the 90s I yeah was there really was big. yeah there was like comic shops toy toys yeah, r us was around and and it was it was it was easy to get toys yeah. nowadays like um you have to either find them online and they're yeah. unavailable. You, you go to a store and then there, there's a lot of people like, you know, that that pick out the figure that they want yeah. and then you're just missing one toy mm-hmm. out of the wave and that's the one you want and stuff like that. Because everyone has some like yeah, yeah. feeling, you 
like the most popular characters are are not going to yeah, be on the show. Yeah. Like every time Wolverine comes out or Deadpool or any anyone cool, you know, yeah. they're not going to be on the show. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah. But um. So but, you started picking those up, and then you started noticing the trend, and yeah. uh, so you were 15, and then did you stop collecting at any point, or did you stop buying at any point, and then come back to it, or? No, I just never stopped. In fact, like, um, it, it got worse, like, <laughs> not like worse, like, not, yeah. not in a bad way, but then um, I, I, I also, like, I, I used to always frequent this comic shop in Mesa. I think it was, I, I forgot what it was called, it was so long ago. That I, I also got into comics, so it was right in the '90s age of comics, where like everything was like when when Marvel or like Image was just coming out. Yeah. When they, it's it was just like oh you know what just let's make a number one of a comic and it'll yeah, just be cool. yeah and uh, everyone was buying. It was kind of like 2020. Like, yeah. Where it was like yeah. with Pokemon and everything. Where yeah. It was just, like whatever you got your hands on, you can like win. Yeah. That you got your exactly. Hands on, like, yeah. So. That starts happening, and then and then you you keep buying more and more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even the same issue over and over. Okay. If you got it for a cheap price, you just buy more. Nowadays, all those overprinted comics are um, most of them are worth nothing because yeah. they mass produce Produced, these yeah, things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same thing with like earlier before before Marvel Legends, they used to have a toy biz yeah they were just i think they were like four inch five inch yeah. figures yeah. and they're only like five six movements yeah. so they were so mass produced yeah. that at the time you're like you just wanted a wow this is a wolverine figure you know his claws move and like you know just yeah you bought it it was a state of the art at the time yeah and then and yeah. The, like and those a lot of them they did lose a lot of value yeah and, and recently, in my opinion, they have gained some value, but then I don't think they, they ever met what yeah, people were expecting. Exactly. Expecting yeah, because the toys there. these days are made so well yeah, yeah, yeah. that, like, uh, you know, what, what's cool is if you want to feel the nostalgia of having those again, it's inexpensive. That's yeah. the cool part. Yeah. Kind of like uh, I really enjoyed, like, the Spawn waves that McFarland yeah. did back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I thought they were, like, for that day and age, they were really detailed. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just so massive, yeah. fast produced that they just sit in people's garages yeah. now because they're more, no more than fifteen dollars. Yeah. I remember like even the big figures like Mount Bolgia, That at one point it was like an eighty dollar toy. Now I think I think you could find them for like thirty bucks package and stuff. Yeah, and that was a lot of, a lot of like, that's a big toy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of people they put a lot of money into it and they they got, you know, they got wiped out. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and a lot of people, I think that's yeah. when when the market went down, mm-hmm. and then recently it has it has revamped. Yeah, that's yeah. So, it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah so it's it's kind of crazy, and it, it, it plays kind of full circle into like how you've been doing all this, like with the ninja. And so we'll continue on with your story. So after that, uh, what were you like twenty or like? Uh, probably in my twenties. Yeah. My twenties. Yeah. You just have, so when you never stopped. No, I never stopped. Uh, I mean, I got into like buying my old video games back, and then I, I was really into video games because uh, back in Paraguay, uh, I never saw a Nintendo till I got to here. Oh, yeah. And seeing a Nintendo, it was just like it was like life changing because yeah. it was the graphics. It was like what was it like eight bit? Yeah, sixteen bit on Genesis yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. It was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, so 
I got buying retro video games, so my video game collection is pretty nice too. So um, you have a little bit of everything. Yeah. Do you, have, have, do you still have a lot of the treasure you bought back in the day? I do. I do. Yeah. Boxes and storage, stuff like that. Um, it's hard to let go. I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like at one point though, you're gonna have to know. Or... Yeah, exactly. At one point, I got to run out of space. I mean, in my home, I ran out of space. I have two two storages that I pay for every month, which is. Um, I'm trying to find space here, like in the yeah, back, yeah, yeah. where I can just store some stuff. But um, yeah, at some point, I mean, what's sad is like if 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 I if I ever pass away, my kids are gonna think it's all junk. Yeah, you know hopefully, what I mean? hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they, they they figure it out, and you teach them, or they see the value in it. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But um, sometimes that's what happens. Though a lot of the times that's what happens, and then they get rid of it. Yeah, like, like at a garage sale, you, yeah. you sometimes you see, or like estate sales, you just see like uh, valuable things that like uh, the the people getting rid of it don't know, yeah. and then uh, that's 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 a part of the game. Like yeah. that's how you come up on stuff, you know. And so, and and you were always just buying as much as you could and, and bulking them. So, with all that money, you just would. Put it back in, put it back in, put it back yeah, in. Yeah, doubles are like uh, figures that I didn't really care for too much. Uh, I would just like list them online or sell them at like uh, flea markets, mm-hmm. stuff like that, or offer up. Um, <clears throat> I no longer use offer up, but it's just because it's, it's so time consuming. Yeah. You have to meet people yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I usually yeah. do what I sell them now is just kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. If if you get yeah, yeah, if you have a following like that, that's yeah. the best. You know, yeah, if they yeah, if they yeah, if they just meet you at your house. Yeah, yeah I remember when I first met you. Uh, I met you on offer. Yeah, yeah, and I, I met you at your house. Whatever you had, you you were doing some really good prices on some yeah, figures. Yeah. You know, that's dope. It was really it was really cool. Like mm-hmm. to be honest, I didn't I didn't really remember you from from back in the day. Yeah, until I saw you again with with my friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you call him Junior, right? Junior, yeah. His name's actually Cecilia. Cecilia, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then I saw you then, and then I would see you when you were working by my house. Yeah. Know, like COVID and stuff. Yeah. He, he was working on the on construction. The, on the construction. Yeah. Thing. So, um, and then, and then I start seeing you at like all these shows and stuff. Like, yeah. so you were already familiar with Kobe's or or no? Oh, or like, no, or not how actually. You, how did um, all that start? That all started when um. I think Junior was starting to sell Pokemon cards, and then um, he uh, he knew I had I knew like some information on yeah. that stuff or collectibles yeah, in general, yeah. and he asked me to come in with them and because uh, um, you guys would buy you were still buying action figures yeah buying I was still buying stuff, figures right? everything you know what I mean but then uh, it was it was a source of income yeah, yeah. Um, and Pokemon at the time it had just like it had just peaked in hype uh, in hype yeah and then it was like uh, it was like an easy move almost. Yeah, like yeah, if you yeah. bought something, uh, most at a certain rate, uh, you were almost guaranteed to sell it. Yeah, you weren't yeah. gonna sit on the product long. Yeah. You know. So um, I think the first day Junior said he made like seven hundred bucks at Kobe's, and at Kobe's for a little spot you pay about fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, fifty dollars, and then of course the cost yeah, of the product yeah, you pay yeah. for makes seven hundred or whatever, give or take. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I, I told I told I told Junior like, hey, if he asked me to come come and do it with them, I told him, hey, if I do it with you, like, uh, it's not gonna be a little thing, like, no, like, I'm I'm gonna go all in on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So I think I took about like fifteen thousand yeah. dollars, and then uh, 
I had yeah. bought like yeah a bunch of product, people's collections, everything, and I brought it all through Offworld. Online, yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, Everywhere you, you know, people it. you know, and people who were getting rid of stuff yeah. and willing to trade for other stuff yeah. that I had. Um, I took all that and then uh, I started bringing it to Kobe's. Uh, Kobe swapped me down in Sports Arena. Yeah. Um, after a while, we were doing it like once a weekend, sometimes twice if we got bored or whatever, and then. Uh, it was turning a profit, but towards the towards the second half of last year, it was turning a profit of, uh, I think a bad day was like twenty eight hundred dollars, and a good day was maybe like four thousand dollars a day. And then, uh, um, um, what's crazy is a lot of lot of people were saying like they can go to a store during the week, but then they, can't they might as well just wait for me on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. You know, most of the time when you at that point. It was like the hype. Everybody was buying. Like right now, it it kind of cooled down. It kind of plateaued, yeah, so a little bit. It kind of yeah. it kind of stays steady. It, it'll stay steady, and then it'll recycle all over again. You know, it'll die down. Yeah. Cards will die down. Yeah. Eventually, and then again in like twenty years, fifteen, twenty years, it'll yeah. I mean, like, whenever they come out with these blocks, where like uh, like last last. The last block was Sword and Shield, and this one Scarlet Violet. The first two sets are very underwhelming, usually. Yeah. Um, when when this one set called One Fifty One comes out, essentially oh, yeah. they, they have these holiday yeah, sets, yeah. and then uh, people jump back into yeah. it, you know. Or and the then, anniversary uh, sets. Uh, yeah, the anniversary sets. Yeah. They always jump back into it during yeah. those things, and then that's like um, those were the ones that I liked. When yeah, the first time. I tried to stay away from the other general ones. Yeah, just because it's easy. It's it's a lot. To be honest, it's a lot. Yeah. Like with, with action figures, with cards, with everything, trying to buy a little bit of everything. Yeah. It could get expensive. I, I do speculation things also, like with this weird, like if the artwork's cool, but the yeah. price is not that great, I I like to hoard a lot yeah. of that same card on speculation things, thinking yeah, like gonna it's going to go up because it's underappreciated oh, or something okay. like that. Because later on, I noticed that like um, a year or two down the line, um, it gets appreciated, okay. and then, uh, and then next thing you know, you've like quadrupled your money on it because up people look back and go, you know what, that card was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Same thing with toys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, I speculate on toys or video games. Like, wow, this figure was actually underappreciated, and or you don't think they'll print it again? Yeah. Like, uh, like right now, like I think I have like thirty Dark Beasts from the Age of Apocalypse oh, wave. Okay. You know, just because, like, I don't think they're going to reprint the Dark Beast ever again. You know what I mean? And just, like, people that look back, like, oh, that's that's a unique beast. And yeah. they're, they're not going to make him again. Yeah, he's yeah. not, like, an iconic. Yeah. He's iconic, yeah. but it's, like, it's not, like, gonna a main staple. They're going to make the traditional one. Exactly, I know. Yeah. That's so, like. Crazy. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's how people should should look at it, you know? Yeah. But that's, like, years. Years, years yeah. Years you years have to wait a couple of years. You know? when, but years of experience, too. You yeah. Know, because if you don't. Like nobody's like somebody listening to this right now. They're thinking about like how do I invest? Like he's giving these guys tips right now as to what he did or what he does. Yeah. And how he goes about his uh, creative process and stuff. If you guys want to make a little bit of extra cash, but I know some people they might be on the fence of trying to get in or trying to get out or maybe they're trying to get into sell here. Or, you know, at the yeah. Ninja Exchange, which is right now I think is all capped out. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're we're full. Um. We have like a pretty big wait list right now. Um, 
if, if you're trying to sell Funko Pops or Pokemon, uh, you're going to be on that list for a while. We yeah. just have a lot of different vendors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we usually like a vendor with like a variety of different things yeah. uh, that offer customers like, you know, just basically like people that do like dabble in a bunch of stuff do really well here. Yeah. Because like the people come in, they look around people's booths and they're like, oh, you have Legos, you have uh, you have action figures, comics, like, oh, yeah. They gander around and then yeah, yeah. Uh, they usually find something they want. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what's cool about mm-hmm. this place, to be honest. That they they retract a little bit. Yeah, and start and, and how the idea starts. So you start selling, you start making some some money. Yeah, at the, at the swap meet, everything is going well. You're yeah. like, okay, I need. I'm trying to think of what I could do with this money. Yeah, how I can change it up, or and then you're looking at every opportunity that's right now because once 2021 came. Then there started to be like conventions and like people wanted conventions, people right. wanted people, yeah. events, people, yeah, people wanted were something, stuff. you know, so they, yeah. they wanted something. And, and and we didn't have something too stable, you know what I mean? We yeah. had Kobe's and, and, and the other swap meets maybe, and, and uh, but it was here and there, you know, you couldn't, yeah. there was always obstacles as to how many times you could go to to a swap meet if you ain't got no permit or if you have a right or, exactly you know all these things yeah. have played a factor into you so you start making the money and then how does the idea come about so i started noticing that it's hard to find something that you want like toys R Us went out of business a lot of these are like up for sears um and then you go you go small shops too yeah like, small you know, shops like, yeah. like little like local comic book stores yeah. little things started closing down too. yeah they started closing down so your accessibility on collectibles was either you go to target and hope you find whatever you want which is probably not stocked yeah. you go to walmart you browse around and Same sometimes thing. they'll even have it on shelves they, they don't announce like whether they're gonna have it or not like or something like that so you end up going to like the flea market in hopes to find something that you want at a good price and then um, and at a flea market, um, you get what you get. Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, they might, your buddies that or your, your, the people that you like to buy from, they might not even be there, you know. And then, um, so that's that's what you're stuck at. Yeah. Or you can pay high prices at, like, online yeah. or whatever like that. Look off the, uh, yeah. And then online, uh, I'm really particular about my figures. Like, um, it's weird. It's kind of like an OCD thing. Yeah. Like, I don't like to buy an asking action figure if it's painted weird, like his yeah. eyes are cross-eyed yeah. or something like no, no, that. No, no. Yeah. I get you. You're not yeah. the only one. I've got a couple <laughs> people who are, who are like that. Yeah. And even, like, the box, it has to be bent sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's like the car can't be bent. Or, exactly. You know, like yeah. little details here and there. Yeah. But, of course, you do it because of the investment, you know, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm that weird guy that like if I see two of a certain figure I want, I stare at both of them for like a little while see and see which better. one is like a better paint, yeah. you know, application, yeah, yeah. you know. Dude, there's this other guy. His name is Kevin Sixpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used to, well, he still buys from us here and there, but uh, back in the day when he used to come through more often, because he, he also sells. Mm-hmm. He used to, he used to like if we had like three, four, five of the figures, he'd make us take all the figures mm-hmm. so he could look at each one to see which one yeah. had the better paint apps. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous, but at the same time, I wouldn't do that. I get like, him, you yeah, know? Yeah, I, get, yeah. I, I get him because, I mean, people, I, I personally, I don't care. You know, as long yeah. as I have the figure, I'm okay with it. Right. But, of course, if the paint job is kind of like too, too bad, like, yeah. I'll notice, you can kind of notice like this by looking at the figure. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's, I 
if I can't catch it at first glance, I'm okay. Yeah, but yeah. But I know that everybody's picky and everybody, well, not everybody, you know, but some people are picky. Yeah. And persistent. So you start noticing that there, it's hard to find collectibles in general. Yeah. 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 Um, also, like, um, so what happens is, like, um, so I also started getting annoyed at, like, every time it rained or had a chance yeah, yeah, of rain. Yeah. I wanted to do swab meet, we couldn't do it. Yeah, because I mean, swab meets are usually outdoors, of course. So, uh, so we couldn't. So that means on a rainy day, you had nowhere to go. Um, also, like, uh, I, I got tired of like driving and like building a store basically within yeah. an hour, yeah. and then spending another hour yeah. or two even tearing it back down, and then having the sun just wear away at all your product, like your toys and. The sun damage is real, of course. Yeah. You know, what I mean, all, all your plastic turns yellow, yeah. and the cards get warped and bent. You know, what I mean, just because the sun is so strong. When you, know? you when you started off, you had the canopy right away, or no? No, I, I no, think I shared didn't. one. Okay. I shared one with Junior, okay. and then uh, um, because I remember when we started, we didn't have no canopy. It was the worst, <laughs> it was the worst experience yeah. ever. Dude, like getting sunburned and yeah. um, like. Eventually, we got to a point where we're like, fuck it, we need to get it. Me and Benjamin, we need yeah. to get a freaking canopy because we can't be doing this shit. Yeah, yeah, because it, it wears on your toys. Yeah. You know? I mean, it wears on you too. Sometimes you get like depleted, like energy wise. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, you get dehydrated and shit. Like, no, I can't play no games. But I love, I love Kobe's. Yeah, Kobe's was nice. I love the atmosphere. I love the people there. You yeah. know, you meet a lot of friends, you know. Um, yeah. I love that about that place. Everyone says hi. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the only thing is just, you know, it being outside and yeah. you know, the rain conditions, you, you having to work. Yeah. You know? So I ran into problems like that, or I was also doing trade shows. Um, you know, I was, I was like, I was doing like card shows with the union, uh, SP collectibles, you know, and they, and they welcome us. Yeah. Whatever. You know, wherever you can find it. Yeah. WonderCon. And then um, that's the big hassle is that you have to load in all your stuff. Yeah. You have to load in all your stuff, build your booth, and uh, you know, not. I mean, it's I guess less, you could say I'm lazy. It, I don't no, know. It was, no, it was. Yeah. I'll tell you because I was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was less work than going to Kobe's, which was nice. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like it was a drag, you know. Yeah. It was also very pricey. Yeah. And you yeah, get yeah. like, and you get like a. Like a table or two, uh, for several hundred dollars. Yeah. It was real. So in order to like make back six hundred dollar for a six foot table or an eight foot table, uh, you'd have to sell probably three thousand dollars or more. So your product, and then you still have to pay back the six hundred bucks plus gas, yeah. and then uh, and then uh, whatever room you had on your product. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you only made like three thousand. That means you really evened out. You know, yeah. At least you had one, maybe. Yeah. You know, you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to sell a lot mm-hmm. to make that back. It, it was easier at the SB Collectibles, but even then, I don't. I mean, I don't know how it is now. To be honest, yeah. I haven't gone there in a while. Yeah. But it seemed like it was like setting you off. You know, it was also like yeah, it was it was like the Pokemon thing, like the situation. Like yeah. So everyone everyone started like, noticing like how fast it moved. And then they're, they're, um, they started doing the same thing. Um, I mean, nowadays, like, um, 
nowadays it's like you know everyone's doing their own thing everybody's know? doing their own trade yeah. night their own hosting their own exactly. events everybody's doing yeah. so there isn't a shortage for events anymore at least yeah. down south there used know? to be yeah, yeah there so used there to be. i remember you had you you had did a part of a few events yeah and i thought those were cool yeah um i mean they're like you know like smaller like yeah, yeah. like cool events i like those they're yeah. more intimate you get yeah. to like meet more people yeah. stuff like that mm-hmm. um the big events were like you have to like pay and then like you have to like pay to get in pay for parking and like all that stuff it's just like to like meet the same vendors that you had already know yeah it just didn't really make too much sense yeah, for yeah. me you know what i mean it's um it's it's cool because i mean i mean it's it's I mean, it's cool because it's everyone gathering yeah, one yeah. place at once. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like you pay to get in. You pay like 30, 40 bucks to get in. You pay for parking, whatever. Just like that's money you could have used towards bargaining a deal with yeah, somebody yeah. else. And yeah. now you're like, oh, I'm already $50 a hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and like, to be honest, yeah. like the majority of the people at one point were bringing just mostly the same thing. You know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, am I really going to go there? Because I already kind of know what they're going to have. Yeah. You know? Um. So you found all those issues and started speculating. Because I remember you telling me several times before you actually were gonna do this that you had that you had a plan. And it was it was it didn't take too long. I remember you yeah. telling me, and then maybe maybe a couple months went by, but then you would tell me again, and then you were like, "Oh, this time I understand." Like you were every time I I knew you were getting a little bit closer and a little bit yeah. closer and a little bit. I could tell because you were telling me different things. Yeah, but. How did that idea start brewing after after you noticed and all that stuff? So, uh, so I personally wanted a place like this. Okay. Like I would have loved to have a place like this. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I just don't have time. To yeah. Be, um, but the the so idea kind of. But now you're the you're the creator of yeah. all this. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, originally I thought like yeah, like I can rent out because um, Kobe's has this like collectible thing like every yeah. couple months or I don't I don't remember like every. Yeah couple times a year or whatever and i thought like that could be a permanent thing where like i could just rent it from kobe's and then we'll just do this thing outside and i started thinking like well i mean you know that's the thing that's the same thing i'm already doing it just you know it'd be more people together that'd Mm -hmm. be cool you know um i started looking at like warehouses and 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 what i noticed is that about warehouses uh there's no customer parking like you have parking for employees but customers are at the bar yeah and uh, I started noticing everything's like going out of business. Like you know, this year's uh, was not occupied for a couple of years. And like, like for example, recently Bed Bath and Beyond went bankrupt. So those yeah. bill, every Bed Bath and Beyond has been in bankruptcy yeah. for who knows how long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think I think uh, uh, some sporting goods stores went under. You know, the sports authorities or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know, but they just now they just sit as empty buildings. Yeah. So I figured, like, I would ask, like, what the cost of a building like this would cost instead of, like, like just being an empty building and then the owners, you know, not making any, not making any money. Yeah. So um, I approached this mall, and I, I had, they, they uh, gave me the number to a realtor. We discussed terms or whatever, and um, they told me that every, the only thing that happens here really is uh, during um, – during Halloween season, like Spirit oh, Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. or would rent it out for yeah, like those two months yeah. or whatever, and that's about it, you know. And then um, I got at them and I was like, "Well, how much is it for the whole thing?" And then um, and then they gave me a price and it was like, 
and I thought about it, and for that price, I was like, I would have to have at least like 50 or 60 feathers in order to break even or whatever. Um, and that's when I started making calls. I called you. Yeah. I called uh, a few other people that I knew. I'm like, hey, if I was going to open this, like, are, are you down to do it? Like, would it even interest you? And I got a lot of really good feedback um, that they were going to say yes or whatever. So then it gets to the point where it's like we're signing paperwork and leaving at this point. And, um, and I think I think like seven people actually registered. And, uh, oh, and then uh, uh, Young, he's like my accountant. He's like also my cousin. We started thinking like, is this a smart decision? Is, or is this? Is this a, You're is speculating this, now. Yeah, now it's like, oh, or did he just mess up? You know. Um, but the thing is, I understand because this is generally like a guy telling you he's going to yeah. open up something yeah. and he yeah. wants you to sign up or whatever, yeah. but you, people haven't seen nothing. Yeah. You know, people are just like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, that's a good idea and everything, but like, I don't see nothing, yeah. you know? So, um, and then, uh, we supply grids for the vendors. Each grid is about 40 something dollars a grid. And what we spend on grid is upwards, like almost six figures is what yeah. we spend on just fencing and grid. And that's a huge endeavor. That's, yeah. that's a yeah. major investment. Yeah. Um, we started second guessing it. And then, um, but I took a big risk. I, yeah. I, I said, you know what, let's do it. Uh, the first week we got a hold of the building. I think like we had like 40 more signups the first week. Which was crazy, yeah. So we're like, okay, we're almost even, like, you know. I mean, I mean, it would take us uh, several months to pay back the grid and everything. Um, But but, uh, um, that was a huge risk, and it was kind of like I had a sigh of relief, like, okay, it wasn't gonna be seven people, (laughs) just in this huge building. Um, And then I think not even a month into it, we were like hundred percent packed. We just had a grid shortage. We uh, we just didn't have enough grid, so we had to wait for grid to like finish everyone else off but uh now we're like we're pretty much you know we're doing pretty well um we're trying to get the foot traffic a little bit up uh um, um we're trying to get uh at least some sort of talent here at least twice a month yeah. you know you guys will see it on our instagram uh, ninja underscore exchange x c h a n g in the past you guys had yeah, there. yeah, we had Karama from Naruto. We had uh, um, um, we also had um, the voice actor for Madara. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we had uh, Keith Coogan. He was a uh, actor from like you know, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh. Um, we had um, a few comic artists. Uh, we're trying to bring in a, a few more uh, talent for this month and next month, and oh, uh, that'll all be announced. Okay, hopefully, hopefully we get it. So now we're here at the Ninja Exchange, and um, it still hasn't been all fully like everybody hasn't been moved moved in yet. He still barely got the grid, so he's still working on this. So there's always going to be an opportunity for you guys to come and check this place out. But just know that every week there might be a new vendor here and there. Yeah, at least yeah. for the next couple months, you know, until yep. they move everybody in. Mm-hmm. And um, when do you expect for it to be at, at full capacity? Full think? capacity, probably within a week. Within a week. From yeah. Today. So okay. I think everything's sold out here. Um, they just have they just some of these bigger vendors. They just need time to move in all their stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, a lot of people wait on like they're waiting on like display cases stuff like that. 
So I recommend the exchange. You leave all your stuff if you want. So um, now everybody that's moved in is pretty much permanent until further notice. Yeah. So, so um, tell us a little bit about also like the variety of the vendors and what, what you can find here at the Ninja Exchange. So um, we try to focus on anything collectible. So uh, uh, I was surprised uh, a, a couple of things. Uh, like we have a guy named Dana back here. Uh, he does collectible prints, like old movie prints, limited prints from like certain bands and movies. And uh, I was not familiar with some of that stuff. So when when I saw when I saw what he brought in, um, uh, I was amazed that some prints go for several thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, and certain artists and stuff like that. That is one market uh, I am not familiar with. Also, I'm not familiar with uh, currency. Like okay. I'm not super familiar Selling with coins, coins and, and stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Okay. Yeah, um, but uh, I dabble in everything else. So we have every variety here. Uh, we have uh, comic books, video games, trading cards, sports cards, sports memorabilia, action figures, toys, high-end statues. We have. Um, Plushies. Model, yeah, plushies, model kits, pins, yeah, pins, Funko Pops, patches, yeah, we have t-shirts, um, anything collectible or like, you know, nerd related or geek related, like, you're going to find it here. Yeah. yeah, so think about it as like a smaller, way, way, way smaller little uh, Comic Con, and uh, yeah, this is free every weekend, we yeah. don't charge an admission fee or anything like that, there's plenty of parking, you're not going to struggle finding spots to park and no. get in or whatever um and then yeah you guys everyone's welcome to walk around there's plenty to see here um we don't have a shortage of anything that you're looking for or whatever like we, and, and if they're not you guys anyone's free to email and say suggest a certain type of vendor that they want and then we'll try to get back to you guys so there you guys have it josh cha from the ninja exchange this was beyond every toy out episode 61 till next time guys peace out